Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Hockey and Hoops Hour, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast Network. Matty D and I are back, breaking down the last week in the NHL. A little bit of NBA before we jump right into Championship Week. We make our picks of who we think are teams you should watch out for this weekend to make a run at the NCAA tournament. Stay tuned for our full breakdown of the bracket next week, along with the MLB divisional previews on the bullpen cart, our baseball podcast, Girls on Hoops, Emily Anderson and Mary Gorman's basketball podcast. You can find this all on the bullpen cart podcast feed, so make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, the bullpen cart Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle for that. Thunderblog Sports are the handles on both Instagram and Facebook. Of course, ThunderBlogSports.com, where you can find all of our great blogs. But enjoy this week's episode. Really excited for it. Thanks again. And we are live. Welcome to this week's Hockey and Hoops Hour, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast Network. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, with me as always, or returning to us, I should say, all the way from the West Coast, Matty D! What's up, buddy? Nothing much, brother. Just uh, kind of in the Ides of March here, awaiting the arrival of spring-summer weather in the golf season. I know. So, obviously, Pennsylvania couldn't let us forget today nope. that it's just Pennsylvania. We well, have I was four gonna, seasons, you know. I, I was gonna say it's we've spring forward this weekend, and I was I've been looking at the win, the weekend weather since really the calendar flip to March, so the last week and a half. And last week, obviously, we had the Friday snow, and this weekend it's supposed to be like thirty five degrees Saturday and Sunday, and who knows how wet it's going to be because of all the shit. Though it's not in the Philadelphia area, we got dumped on today, right. uh, but it's not freezing, so it's just slush right now. So. Ooh. But, yeah, as you said, four seasons. We still have a lot of hockey and a lot of basketball to go. A quick breakdown of what we're going to talk tonight. A little bit of NHL. Get Matt's thoughts and my thoughts on the last week. Matt's thoughts since the last time we spoke to him. A little bit of NBA, mainly for two reasons. We got a lot of college basketball to talk about. And two, if you haven't checked it out yet, we have a new podcast on the feed, Girls on Hoops, hosted by Emily Anderson and Mary Gorman. That talks all about the NBA so go check that out. Uh, obviously, we haven't spoken to Matt in a while, so I do want to get his thoughts coming into uh, or coming into tonight. But we start with the NHL. The Flyers, as you can see, if you're watching the uh, Facebook Hangout, if not, I'm wearing my Jake Voracek jersey. They host the Penguins tonight. They've been a little cold, but before that, they were one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Matt, they've been all over the place. What have your thoughts been? Well, I mean, the the roller coaster ride continues, right? Ten uh, game winning streak. Nadir of the league, now back up in the top echelon. I, I do like the fact that, first of all, you expected them to get a, maybe a little bit, not 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 cold, but to cool off. I mean, it's tough. This yeah. is the NHL. You yeah. know, these, these are professionals. These teams are good. Yeah. So, so I expected them to cool off a little bit. I mean, I, I think you, a game like the Panthers this past weekend, those things happened to me. The, the game that really hurt, though, was Tampa Bay. I mean, you're on such a hot streak. Yeah. You kind of have a bad game against Carolina after you rip off uh, really uh, was six, straight, six straight wins. Yeah. You come up against Tampa Bay, you're up, you're up big, and you lose. Now, we got a point, but you still lose. That was, that was, that was poor. Now, I know Tampa Bay is a great team, but um, yeah. 
Of course, we're walking into this back-to-back here at Pittsburgh, then at Boston tonight and tomorrow. Those are two you know, really good teams. Very difficult. Yep. Oh, and, I mean, they two back-to-backs. That's the thing about the, the Florida game that was, was a 4-1 was the final on Sunday. Right. Uh, you had the back-to-back. You put in Lyon after Mrazek had that weird marathon game where kind of to reset it, the Flyers were up big. Then they were losing and had to battle to get a point with a great Claude Giroux goal late in the game to tie it and get a point out of it. So it was, they even talked about it on the broadcast. It was just this weird feeling of, should we be happy with the points? Should we be upset that we didn't get the two points? But I mean, you go to a shootout against one of the best shooting teams in the NHL. And another thing to take away is that you scored what? 11 goals in Tampa this year. And then you played pretty well against them, I think, and still lost in Philly. So nothing too terrible out of, but I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's tough there. They, I think they have a lot of back-to-backs to finish out the year, which is a little scary to see, showing a little bit of the youth. You have Alex Lyon until Brian Elliott comes back and hopefully Neuvirth too, and then Dave Haxtell has a couple of decisions to make in terms of goaltending. But Right. I, I mean, I do think the one positive yeah. is we're, we're, still, we're still in third by yep. – and, and, and like a win tonight would tie us with the Capitals in points. Yep. So like we're right there in the division still. Um, oh, yeah. So we're still six, two, and two in our last ten. Not yep. bad. Still have a positive goal differential. Not you know, nothing like the top teams here, but still not bad. So, and the balance is there. I think a couple of things that are affecting us. Brian Elliott being out. I mean, he was hot when he got hurt. I just think too, we, like you said, we're a young team. I expect it to even itself out. But we are balanced. We've got great depth across all of our lines. Waiting for Wayne to get back. I mean, you know, we he is coming to- back tonight. Right, right. So that's a well, I don't know if I well, you know what? It's Wayne Simmons. Normally I say I wouldn't expect a lot from a guy just coming off of injury, but with Wayne, I think I would. So um getting him back is a huge bump for us as well because you kind of reslot those lines like they should be. So I I'm not concerned yet. Even yep. if even if we uh, to be honest, even if we lose the next two games, I'm still not super concerned because we're playing two great teams in a back to back. Now, of course. I hate losing to the Penguins. There's oh, yeah. nobody I like losing to less than the Penguins. So I hope we smoke them tonight. Um, nope. But it'd be I, nice. I, they have not won yet. Right. I love the balance, though. That's that's the big thing for me, at least. No. That I'm, I, I I feel pretty pretty positive for. Um, still really hot, and I think we're gonna hop. I think at the end of the year we're gonna end up hopping the Penguins and sit at number two. I I don't think it's feasible to see us because i think one of the either the penguins or the capitals will get hot with matt especially if matt murray comes back um yeah so i think they'll get a little bit more and, and also we don't want to meet well you know what i you know i don't care i want to meet the penguins in the first round because i want to smoke them so i'd rather see the penguins if they can win a game against the penguins late i'd rather see them just because they play so well against them and they love to but if they get season swept i'd be a little weary um, the Capitals, you've at least played well against this year, both at home and on the road. So you have that competitive advantage. The other one that's a bit of a stretch and a little bit finagling would need to happen, especially if if their their current goal goal scorer go, cools off. I'm talking about Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. That would be one I'd be excited to see too because you haven't seen them in the playoffs in six years. Right. Uh, given how hot Florida is. If Columbus starts to turn it on, which I think that's probably the least likely of it all, um, that there that would require the Flyers to get a little hotter and Washington and Pittsburgh to really cool off and right. the Flyers to win the division. 
Right. I mean, we have anywhere from uh, when you look at statistically, I mean, we're anywhere from like an eighty-five percent to a ninety-seven percent chance to make the playoffs at this no. point. So they really have to screw it up to yeah. miss the playoffs. I'll one put it that way. You mentioned this. The one of the things does hurt. We've got sixteen games left. Yep. And we've got nine at home and seven on the road. That's a lot on the road. And it is a tightly well. It's it's not necessarily tightly packed because the Devils are right behind us. They're leading the wild card. They have three points behind, but Blue Jackets are six points. And then yep. it's down from there. So it's gonna like I say, it's gonna take a lot for us to miss the playoffs in that regard, simply because I don't I just don't think enough teams below us, you know, even if the Panthers continue to scorch their way up, there's still enough teams in the way that I think will really help us in, in that regard. So pretty excited there. Yeah, the nice thing, I'm just looking at their schedule right now. A lot of their away games aren't incredibly tough. You have at Carolina, you have at Pittsburgh towards the end of the month. So that's probably your one of your tougher games, you have some Western comp. You have a mini Western Conference road trip at Dallas and in Colorado, uh, and then the last week of the season, you have three of your last four games are at home. Um, that include playing the Rangers and the Bruins. The Rangers, who are at that point of of, I mean, they're already in in I wouldn't call it tank mode, but they've they sold off big at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So you have two home games against them. One being your last game, you play Carolina. You play, <clears throat> excuse me. You play Boston. It's going to be interesting in how it all how it all shakes out. But, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think if they can they can kind of ride out this wave of of tough opponents and kind of show the rest of the league, like especially the younger guys like TK, uh, can show you know this is what we're here. This is what we're here to do. And even if you you grind one out and and fall cl- in a close one, especially tomorrow night. I think you can make some serious statements, but I think tonight, if you win, is you're giving yourself a lot less work that you have to do coming down the stretch. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. It's going to be a great finish here, and th- yeah. th- this is this is hockey, though. So getting in is all that matters, yep. right? Get hot, get in. So what I need the Flyers to do is just kind of rise to the occasion a little bit, jump in the playoffs here, and I, and I think we'll be pretty pretty locked in from here. Um, now, I do I do think. Uh, Peter Mazark's numbers, he was really good when he first started. Kind of what you call down. him? What did I just say? Say his name again. Isn't it, isn't it Peter Mazark? Peter Mrazek. Mrazek, Mrazek. I, quote, I, I thought I, you called him Peter Marzark. I correct myself. I correct myself before I let you answer me there. Mrazek, yeah. so he was way better in the first three games. He's, he, I mean, he had a great game in, uh, in uh, Montreal, but he's struggled a little bit since. Yeah. But, but I do think the defense – is not helping him. No, 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 so, no. Um, once again, though, he's he's kind of an unknown. So maybe he gets hot here. I mean, I, I like the idea of him getting hot and not even needing Elliott. So let's see what he can do now that he's settled in a couple games more as a flyer. See if maybe a home crowd game will help him out. Before we move on to, to quickly touch on the NBA, are there any other teams that you've been shocked by or any other teams, either positively or negatively or – Anybody else that you think we should look out for coming down yeah. the stretch? You mentioned you mentioned the Panthers because they're they're young they're they're pretty fired up, um, but I think I think another team that is definitely concerning. Well, you see, because you also you mentioned the um, you mentioned the um, the Devils a moment ago, but the LA Kings out west, and we're looking for a team to make a Nashvilleian like run this year. Um, obviously, Nashville being studs that's what said that isn't nashville right so a nashville like <laughs> from where their seating was I, I i would be careful about the kings i mean we kind of forgot about them 
They've got some good players. Jonathan Quick, obviously, was one of the best in the game, has injury bug, but he, he's kind of regained himself as well. So they're a team that I'm pretty excited uh, to see what they can do in the Western Conference if they can kind of make make some noise. But them and the Panthers, I mean, I was very impressed by what I saw from the Panthers. Um, yeah. I guess actually the one of the team I was going to mention is the LA – look out for the St. Louis Blues um, simply because they've been injured, they've had a rough season, but they're still in the playoff hunt a little bit here. Kind uh, of. So they've got – so I'm just saying, I mean, as a very outside dark horse – They got so cold. I know, I know, but you never know. Sometimes when teams get super cold, if they can heat up just at the right time, they they kind of sky's the limit for them. Uh, yeah. I mean, did you see Braden Shen, though, right at the deadline after they traded Stastny, how pissed no. he was? Was he pissed? Oh, yeah, he was really pissed. Because they're right. basically their GM came out and said, we're going to see how these next eight games go, and they lost – they lost six in a row, and I think they went one and seven or something like that. Right. Um, and then they just, boom, Stassi goes to Minnesota, or no, to, to Winnipeg in the division, kind of a rival. Um, why do I keep saying? I said that last week, too. Uh, actually, I said Minnesota. But, yeah, I mean, if they – you're right, though. Like, if they can kind of figure it out. I mean, they have two good goalies, both of whom are kind of cold, but that's more cold as a recent because their defense had been pretty good. They came out incredibly hot, but – um, you know, Colorado's up there too. It'll, it'll be interesting seeing how the wild card shakes out in the West, but right now to, to kind of give an idea, they're two points behind the avalanche who sit tied with the Kings for the second wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they need to, they need to actually, they need to do some work a little bit because Dallas clears them by three for that first wild card spot. But, who knows too with Dallas? They've been injury prone. So the West, I, I, I said it to Greg, you almost can't have, you can't buy a spot or you couldn't sell somebody a playoff spot in the Western right, Conference right now. Right. What a weird, what a weird flip in the Western Conference when you look at the um, the Canucks, the Oilers, the Blackhawks, the Blues, all being at the bottom end of the spectrum this year. I think, I think, yeah. well, in particular, we all, we've talked about the Oilers have just been yeah. a, just a total disappointment this year. Well, Chicago and Edmonton just, they gave a lot of big contracts that they deserved. But it's and, hurting them now. And it's hurting them now because a lot right. of them gotten hurt or just gotten older. Uh, Chicago with Brent, C- their defensemen more so. I mean, Taves and Kane, go look up the goal from Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, excuse me. Nine, nine seconds into overtime, classic t- Taves and Kane. Right. Um, another yeah. one that hurts that hurts, that hurts uh, Vancouver, and then we'll move on. They All lost right. their rookie sensation, Brock Bosner. That's uh, right. Looks like he's out for the rest of the season. He was second in rookies in points. Uh, kind of a bummer to see. He's going to be one to to definitely watch out for going down the stretch. But right. you know, the one shining glimmer of hope for the Canucks kind of uh, fading out there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, no. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting down the stretch. And uh, once again, it's playoff hockey is about to come around. Cannot wait. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, be involved. Uh, so kind of to set things up because we're going to go into college basketball. After we touch upon the NBA, um, next week is probably going to be mainly college basketball focused because you might have heard there's a big tournament coming up. Oh, can um, I wait, please? Before we kind of give our quote expert picks at it quickly, NBA, Matt, I want to hear your thoughts because it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Sixers have gotten hot and they were a little cold on the road. What have been your thoughts? Well, I. I read a big, I mean, a big article in the uh, Philly Inquirer about the lack of of Markel Fultz. Not mm-hmm. him as a, not him as a necessary, but 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 a creator 
in okay. the half court that can slow a game down when when a team like the Bucks gets on a run like they did. No. And and just kind of oof, bring everybody down for a sec, reset the offense. It's what great players do. They stop runs. And I'm, I'm not so not not great players, but but great offensive players can do. I mean, you just you needed a possession where you kind of took 24 seconds from the shot clock and made a basket. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Fultz might give you. I think we're just missing that key piece because the problem now is instead of having Fultz on the be- floor, you've got Marco Bellinelli or um, you know, Amir Johnson or TJ McConnell, who who I all love, and I think I think well, I'm not a big Amir guy, but Bellinelli and McConnell have a great place on this team, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily ISO scorers who can who can halt a, a you know what was it a 20 0 run or no 40, whatever the run was it was crazy. Yeah. So um, I think we, we're missing just maybe it's not even faults, but a veteran who can step into that role, mm-hmm. um, who, who maybe could do could do something for us there to slow the runs. I, so that that's going to be a big problem come playoff time because Simmons has continued to dominate. He's clearly rookie of the year. I mean, it's if if nothing. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's look um, Donovan Mitchell for the for the uh, Jazz is a is a very good player. And I'd love to have him on the Sixers, but he's a volume shooter and scorer. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't give you everything that Simmons has given you. And I think Simmons' ability, at least on defense, is is a huge deal for us too. So yeah, that's absolutely. that's really important here as well, right? Um, um, and that that was kind of a surprise. Uh, so yeah, I mean, once again, I think we just need to. They're still a young team, and they go through young kinks all the time. Uh, I still think we're a player or two away. But I like our chances at – we could be a third seed. We think about that. Like, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, they're two games out of the three seed. Uh, I know. Now, conference. probably too much to get to. And yeah. when, I like, when, I, when I stare at the well, – thankfully, the Pistons are falling apart. So it looks like we're definitely – even if we go on a terrible, you know, um, losing streak, we're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But right now, we play the Cavs in the first round. Well, I think that's good experience. That's not where we want to be. I'd much rather face a Pacers or Wizards team. Yeah. So I, I think being four, f- three, four, five is critical for us for our first round victory. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can claw our way up here, seeing as we're literally just, we're technically tied in the loss column, column with the Wizards. And we're one back from the Pacers, so let's get up into that four or five range and see if we can win a playoff series, which I think is a big deal. Yeah, uh, Indiana comes here on Tuesday, which is going to be yeah. Huge. Well, it's also nice to see how we're going to. Ma- I know, I know, it's a different chess game in the playoffs, but it's going to be nice to see how we match up against a team like that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, what's nice is that you do have a lot of those Southeast opponents too. We've talked about this a ton, but their schedule coming down the stretch is not terribly hard. You do play Cleveland one last time right right before the season ends, but they're going to Miami another time. They've beaten them, you know, a couple times in Philly. They had that game on the road a couple of weeks ago with Vintage D. Wade. Uh, they had a really nice win last night against Charlotte where it looked like in the third quarter they might do the same thing they did against Milwaukee the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I mean, they're going to be fun to watch down the stretch. Um, the East is just going to be a ton of fun because – it's it right at this point. It almost seems like everybody in the playoffs is playing other playoff opponents. So it's it's almost like it, the jockeying for seeding is becoming just incredibly exciting to watch. Right, right, right. No, I agree there. I agree yeah. there. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I, it, it's been a great battle. Um, I do think though, 
And I just, I know, like I said, I know we're going to dive into to college hoops here, but I, I do have to say that I, the new Cavs are not, to me, and I know Kevin Love's not back, but they're not much better than the old Cavs. I've seen enough, you know, I think we over we overvalued some of those guys that they brought in. Um, I don't think there's a clear favorite in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not, like, definitely not a, uh, Bang! There you go. Right. Uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I know that the Celtics and the Raptors it up or anything away from the Cavs and everybody else and the Pacers, but um, like to me, Houston and, and Golden State are one of those two teams, and I still think it's going to be Golden State. One of those two teams is going to be in the um, the the uh, the, the uh, NBA Finals. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who I would pick. Because I think every team in the in the East has a problem that they may not be able to come up, you know, get over. So I, as good, you know, um, it's a two it's a two horse race in the West, but I'm not sure it's a two horse race in the East with those top two teams at all. Okay, I'm excited to see that because I like that about it should be a battle. You know, it shouldn't just be a given who's going to make it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, also, speaking of basketball, I guess we're going to sit here and watch and see if the uh, Rockets ever lose again. <laughs> now they're on a they're on a three game they're on a four game road trip they they beat the Thunder last night they're playing Milwaukee and then Toronto tonight and then Friday night so I, okay. I would be shocked if they got through both those games unscathed especially because I think Toronto is going to want to make a statement mm-hmm. uh, but after that if you look at their schedule like if they get through those games obviously it's the NBA but they're going to play they're going to play a hot New Orleans team a little later in March. Then they're going to play a lot of games against Minnesota without Jimmy Butler, Portland, who's a good team, but I don't know if they're number, you know, they're not that good. They are, they are honestly, you look at their roster. I don't know what the, you know when the lines are going to start coming out. There's, there's, I mean, you could legitimately see them winning every game because they don't, they don't play Golden State again. So they could win every game. I mean, that would be wild. I'm not, saying, be nuts. I'm not saying it's going to be done. I'm just saying it. There, don't overrule it completely. <laughs> so, well, that would be absurd to see. Right. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be fun. I think I think you hit the nail on the head though of uh the winner of the Golden State uh Houston series, you know, that presuming assuming it happens, uh is probably the uh, likely one to win the NBA championship. I was gonna say I was about literally about to say I think that's I think that's where the NBA championship will be um will be yeah. decided in, in that in that spot. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there. Yeah. All right. So let's Move on to one of the best weeks, best two-week stretches, I'd say, in definitely in college sports and maybe in sports. Championship week, we are in the depths of it. We are recording this on Wednesday night before I head down to the Flyers-Penguins game. So we are starting to get into the big boy tournaments. A lot of the other tournaments are starting to wrap up or will be in the next couple of days. I mean, it's just – and then next week is the tournament. Right, Brack, the big Brack selection Sunday is coming up. First of all, did you see the new selection Sunday format for the show? Yeah, they're going to announce all all sixty four, sixty eight teams right away. Yeah, uh, and, and then show how they get order, right. it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't like it. Yeah, I like I mean, why why fix something that was broke? Yeah, it wasn't that broke. wasn't broken. Why? Like, I, yeah, I was a little confused by that. So, I mean, we'll see, but. That was strange. I will no. tell you what, it was nice. It was weird because it threw me off at first. Um, but um having um having the Big Ten tournament a little early was was fun. 
wasn't it? Yeah, it ended up being fun. I was a little, I was a little annoyed about it just because it, it cut. I thought it would take away from this weekend, but it was nice to have like something to to watch last week when you have like the random, you know, stagnated tournaments like the Patriot League, for instance. You know, the first round or the second round, I guess technically was last Thursday, and the, the finals tonight. Right. But having back to back to back to back games, it was fun to watch. It was nice to you know have something to do along with the golf uh, to to pay attention to. Right. I will say. The one thing, the one thing I would note here as well is that um, I think it hurts the Big Ten because while it's nice to get rest, now these these kids are going to be sitting, not playing competitive basketball yeah. for, you know, maybe maybe it helps a team like Michigan and Purdue who went all the way to the finals and our boys won it there. It was great. Back to but back. I, I, yeah, but I think it hurts being off for this long. It's like taking a bye. It's like have, sitting your starters the last week of the NFL season. What you is know, it? Does even more so, does it hurt them, like the bubble teams that are in the Big Ten, do you think? Is that a possibility that like, yeah, because they, they might forget well, they about them? Right, they can't make that lasting impression. Um, I mean, I, I would say this, though, in terms of bubble teams in the Big Ten. Uh, I thought I, I thought that um, Penn State and Nebraska, who really to me are the two, are the two bubble teams, they're done. I didn't think they were going to make it anyway. Nebraska, definitely not. Penn State, they, you know, they beat Ohio State three times. That's great. But they, they couldn't figure it out against Purdue. And, and I, So I don't think either has a real shot anyway. But I, I, would, I would agree. If one of them was like closer to maybe being in the tournament, this is going to hurt them because now the committee doesn't have that last look at them. Um, so they, they, really, they really needed to beat – I mean, to be honest, they needed to beat Purdue. I know it was a tough task. I was hoping that Rutgers would beat Purdue. They were up late in that game. But um, – they, they don't have any major victories other than Ohio State, which is great. Um, so, but they're 12, 21 and 13. They're probably out of it. And, and Nebraska is 22 and 10 with a weaker schedule. So, maybe Nebraska, but I don't think so. I, I think they're all out. Unless a whole bunch of teams lose randomly. Yeah. But like Syracuse won, uh, Notre Dame won last night. They're like one of those dark horse bubble teams. So they, they might take a bit. And if there's any bracket busters, I mean, obviously, Tulsa got was it Tulsa that got it in 2016, kind of randomly. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe one of those two gets it. But Syracuse, to yeah, be honest, right, right. But I don't see. I don't think Penn State's good enough anyway. No, I'd agree with that. And yeah. with uh, it, it really the one. Th- my whole thing too was they just compressed the whole. Uh, quickly on the logistics, they compressed their whole season to make it so that they could play at the Garden, which is the big reason why they had it last weekend because the Big East was just like, no, this is our thing. Uh, but no, I agree with you. I, I don't know if either of them is. I think Penn State's a better shot if I had to guess. Um, but I think like just playing concurrently, especially over the weekend, uh, it. I mean, it's you know, it's biased towards the power conferences, but you're playing the better teams for it. But we've talked about it anyway that it's been a weird year for the Big Ten basketball wise. Right, you and I have Greg and I have so. They really you know, have four, four teams maybe that are going to yeah. make the tournament at this point. It'll be Purdue, Michigan, obviously Michigan State. Um, That's it. Yeah, that might be oh, it. Ohio State, Ohio State, oh, Ohio State. Sorry. Yeah, Ohio State. Sorry. Um, may, yeah, maybe Penn State. Wisconsin wasn't very good this year, but they're going to be. They're super young. Uh, yeah, they'll be good. But yeah, it's really, it's really, uh, it's Michigan, yeah, right? Michigan State, Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan. It's four teams that are they're locks. Like those four teams are going to be in. Yeah, they're going to be in. That's it. There's not even anybody close. I mean, you look at some of these other conferences. We're talking five, six. Yes, she's going to send like ten teams. Right, right. Um, they're never now, good at basketball. Now they're not as bad as the Pac-12, 
but they're still pretty they're you know they're not they're not as bad but they're still pretty terrible um so yeah i was pretty blown away by the lack in the big 10 this year and i think really i think wisconsin's probably the big miss because we're so used to them just being a lock automatically yeah and they're yeah. not they're always they're always consistently in the the powerhouse mode um what other like what conferences should we all be looking at this weekend is there one more so than the other in terms of races or or tournament races i guess or bubble teams that we should be keeping an eye out on right well i think the pac 12 is going to be fascinating because the only lock is arizona yep. um arizona state has work to do um they lost and they lost to colorado in the first 12 in the first in the first game of the, of the tournament so they're out already so they're not they can't snag a signature win or, or pad their resume i think they're going to be tough to make it in they're 10 and 20 and 11 but they're 8 and 10 in pac 12 play it's not nope. good to be eight it's not good to be under 500 in a league it's only going to send one team um exactly. ucla probably going to be tough they're they're going to have to beat either California or Stanford, not great teams, but not the worst teams you've ever seen. So a bad loss there, they're out. And you know they, they might have to win the tournament, um, but they probably have a better shot because even because it's because of their name to sneak yeah. in. USC, Washington, Utah, but they're all probably out of it. So that's a fascinating conference. They, they actually could be a one-bid conference. Yeah, that would be nuts. I was thinking that same sort of thing with NC State on a different conference note, but they lost today to BC. Not a very good loss. Not no, a very good uh, loss there. That's a really bad look. I I thought yeah. they might just be in. Um, now that yeah, now it's now you throw it up in the air. Right now it's going to be much more interesting, and it gives a shot at other teams to possibly sneak in over them. Yeah. Um, you know, along those lines. So yeah, really dangerous loss there, uh, in my mind at least. Um, you know, other potential like Louisville. And Notre Dame and Syracuse, three huge names in the college basketball world. All three are on the fence. Um, Notre Dame is weird because of um, uh, uh, Bonzi Colson's injury. So what's going to happen? They—they're going to. I think they need to. They need to. They haven't played. Don't play Vatek yet, right? No. Right. So I think think they're they're playing them next. That—that's all—that's a must-win for me. They've got to beat Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't do that, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be in. I mean, that that's how that's how tight this is going to get. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, that's the fun part. Um, I would just keep an eye out on you know, different bracketologists, whether it's Joe Lenardi or whoever you look at. Um, they update the shit, especially now that conference tickets are being punched left and right. Right. Uh, keep an eye out on that. I mean, who knows? I mean, if Syracuse takes that UNC, UNC was going to be a two seed in the ACC tournament if they beat Duke and then they blow that lead. Now they're six seed, and you and all of a sudden Syracuse. Well, not all of a sudden, but Syracuse looking good coming coming into the tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, I think they're safely in. They're ranked twelfth right. right now, but you know who knows? I mean, we've seen you know worse collapses once March first hits. Mm-hmm. So it's Louis, one Louis, now Louisville beat um, Florida State today. Uh, that's that's they that's did Notre Dame plays tonight. So Louisville beat Florida State today. That's that's a big win. That yeah. really helped their profile. Hurts Florida State a little bit, but I still think Florida State is going to get in. Um, but it's going to be tight because. But they did meet. They did beat North Carolina, and they beat Florida on the road and Virginia Tech on the road. That'll help. But mm-hmm. Louisville needs it, so it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, who do you see? 
I mean, you're also right about the. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Ask your question. My fault. No, no, no. You, you finish up your thing because I'm. A, I was going to go into a, a different topic. I was going. How? How? Who thought the SEC was going to be this loaded? Yeah. Right. I mean, holy I mean, shit. Honest to God, locks Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas, Texas A and M are in. I mean, that's the way yep. I look at it. And I and I tell you something. The number one recruit in the country, Michael Porter Jr., might is going to be back for Missouri, who looks like they're also going to be in. They're loaded, and it's they're they're going to potentially keep out an Alabama team that I think is quite good, even it's though their record doesn't yeah. show it. Right. So I don't know if they're going to get in. Simply, they're seventeen and fifteen, and eight and ten in the SEC. That's going to be tough because of that record. But man, they played in one of the best conferences. It's a kind of a shame for a program that could use that kind of a boost. Um, it's use that kind of a boost there. So you know, SEC's loaded this year comparatively, while some other powerhouse conferences took a half step back. Yeah, I mean to get to get an idea. Joe Lenardi currently has nine ACC teams in eight Big Twelve, which is, isn't a big surprise. They're usually sending in a ton. Seven SEC teams, which I mean that normally it's what three or four they normally send right. in. Yeah, yeah, four, four, four. Yeah. So Kentucky, Florida, Florida, who's not not in the not in the list. Florida, Kentucky are the two big ones. Yep. And then usually one or two other teams, yeah. One that I was – they probably didn't put together enough of a good season, but they at least had a nice little run that I at least want to give them a shout-out because they lost to Gonzaga was BYU. They lost the, the West Coast final uh, to the Zags. Uh, but they upset St. Mary's, which is big. Uh, St. Mary's get in there. It looks like they're going to get probably a double-digit seed, maybe a nine. Um BYU doesn't have the resume to get in, but could you imagine if they had won that? You have three West Coast Conference teams in, and you're just bursting someone's bubble from that. Those are always some of the better storylines from this weekend. So that's something whenever you see that title flash across your screen, if you're watching whatever it is on ESPN or on Fox or whatever this weekend, if that pops up, something big's going down. Right, I tell you, I I, I know St. Mary's. They're twenty-eight and four, sixteen and two in the in in the WCC. I I don't know if they're a lock because I, I will see. I mean, they're they're getting at large as, as a non as a as a little conference team can be very difficult. So we'll see what happens. I, I want them in because I like them. I, I think I think they deserve a spot with that kind of a record too. I don't care who you play. Um, so we'll see what happens. So uh, yeah. it's it's wild. It's going to be wild because they're going to sit there until the S's on Selection Sunday and have to wait to hear. Oh, my God. I'm going to be yeah. so annoyed when they're going in alphabetical order. <laughs> uh, well, it. thankfully for Xavier, they already know they're in. Yeah, so we're that's good a good there. point. I do think one of the most interesting teams that we haven't touched on a ton is is Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? They're, that is, that's a really good point. Is That's going to be wild to see. They play. They play tonight. Right? No, they play tonight, seven o'clock. Oklahoma State. Both teams fighting for a spot. Trey Young has to deliver because he's he's their whole team. And if they don't win tonight, honestly, I don't. I don't know if they deserve it if they don't win tonight. So you don't think so? I, uh, there's a lot of teams out there. I. They're going to be eighteen and thirteen overall, and eight and ten in the Big Twelve. And they've been fading. Like it's they like have been incredibly cold. That is a really good point. You know Trey Young I, looking like garbage. Right. And 
and, and normally I want to say it's the whole body of work. And I think the committee, but I think the committee doesn't even totally feel that way. So you get hot late in the year, you make a huge run. You deserve to have a spot. If you're ice cold for reasons that you can theoretically control. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like Trey Young got injured. He's just not been playing great. I mean, yeah, he's not no, been playing good true. enough. By the way, he already has to play way too good to do it, but he's just – He does so, carry him. Right. Um, now, the, here's the positive. Oklahoma, Lenardi has him as a ninth seed right now in the bracket. Mm-hmm. You want to talk, and I can't wait. They get in. You want to talk about a fun 1-9 or 1-8 matchup? Yeah. Imagine Trey Young going up against one of the big boys, giving it his best shot. That's, you know, legend status if you could pull that off. He no. Right now, I think Lenardi has him playing Xavier in the second round. You never yeah. know. Yeah, right now it's Xavier taking on Harvard at a 116. <laughs> the Ivy League, which now has a championship, is being played this weekend. We could try to go. We're going to be in West Philly Sunday anyway. We could try to go. Uh, but then Virginia Tech and Oklahoma, which that's a hell of an 8-9 game. Uh, the winner of that, gives, I think, gives Xavier a pretty good run for their money on, I right. assume, the Saturday or Sunday. or and It would be a Saturday or Sunday. But that would be a good like Sunday night matchup. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you there. So yeah. I mean, we'll see. There's so many good games. There's so many good teams and games and stuff here. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to break it down next week. Obviously, we, oh. we talked. I we're gonna go. I, we're gonna go game by game, bracket by bracket, kind of yeah. rip it apart. Really dig into it there. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I'm fired up for it. I um, am too, without a doubt. I mean, there's just so much good stuff going on right now. Um, you know, out there, I can't wait. So Cannot quickly. wait. Go ahead. Quickly wrap it up because we're going to save a lot of this for our game by game. Yes, sorry. Yes, next yes, week. Yes. Patriot League final tonight. Is it Bucknell's to, or does Colgate somehow pull out the upset? It's Bucknell. They're the yeah. class. They're the class of the league. They've been so for quite a while. By far the class. It's not of the even league. close. I mean, I mean, where does uh, Lenardi has them pretty high up in his? It is. Uh, Ism is a 14 seed playing yeah, Michigan they're, right now. They're 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 starting to get a traction for themselves because they win so consistently. That they're starting to edge their way into um, status where they're going to start getting much higher seeds if they just consistently win. You know, programs build that kind of power. So we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited for uh, for it, and I'm just fired up for to get the brackets out here. You know, yeah. I'm ready. I too. I'm ready. I am too. I'm very, very ready. Um, as we wrap things up, because we just have to. I got to get your thoughts on it. The Eagles trade. And the combine, Matt, you were the ultimate football guy. The Thunder blog. What? Just, wait, like, what in the world happened with my? How did Michael Bennett end up here? I'm. I don't so, know. I am so shocked by that. What? Like, blown away. I was, was too. Wild. I was that too. Was wild. I'm right. so happy though. Um, I whew, man. Depth on depth on depth, baby. Yeah, I. It, it, so here's the thing. To me, two things. First of all, it's a great deal to give a fifth yeah. round pick for a th- I know he's th- for a guy who has produced and blown away. So you moved back two rounds to get Michael Bennett for a wide receiver that was in one of your celebrations. Yep, he was in a pack. He was in one like one package deal. I think this is yeah. a this is a smart move by Howie. I think it means that Vinnie Curry is gone. Yeah. Or- he's asking for a lot of money though. Vinnie Curry. Possibly. Vinny Curry's gone, and I think this means that Chris Long is considering retirement. I don't think it means he's retiring. Um, Here's the thing. You're going for a second run. You can't have enough pass rushers ever. 
So even if none of them retire, it still tightens the cap, but it's a big deal. And he's got a three-year deal, but if you look at the deal, and I'll give credit here to our our boy Logan Schneck, he kind of broke it down. It's really a two-year deal. You can jump out of it pretty good late. So I do think that's a big factor for them in this case. Uh, It is. It's huge. Right. So I think that's going to make a big deal uh, for them possibly to just kind of jump out of this deal at at some point in time if they need to. So. Um, and that way you can get that Carson Wentz mega extension that you need. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. That's coming up. It's coming up. That's on the uh, on the list of things no. to do. So, did anybody surprise you at the combine? Quickly, Mike Gusecki, the tight end from uh, Penn State. I knew he was good, but he was really good at the combine potentially driving himself up as, as kind of a deep threat tight end. So kind of jumping himself way up on that board uh, and, and maybe maybe driving himself up. I also thought Lamar Jackson didn't necessarily surprise me, but I think he solidifies himself as one of the uh, quarterbacks that somebody's going to take at, and develop. Um, the, one, the one place that, that I'm hearing is maybe a backup for the Saints with Drew Brees getting older. Ooh. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, that would actually be pretty interesting with Sean Payton. Right. I mean, he's the kind of guy yeah. that could probably figure that out. So, I mean, there's much more coming up in the draft. I don't want to give away all my insight tonight <laughs> uh, because it. I'm fired up. Once, you know, once, once NFL free agency is going to start next week too. So excited to see that and get, and I, I know we're going to do a lot of NCAA. Maybe we got to touch on the possibility of what's going to happen when suddenly Kirk Cousins gets signed and some teams out there don't have a quarterback. Did you see his tweet from the other day? No, I didn't see it. He basically – it's his high school picture, and it's like, I haven't had to make a decision of where I get to play in 10 years or in over 10 years and since 2007. I'm excited to get to choose again. I know. I mean – Just call it a shot. So what's going to happen, though, is he's going to – he's going to – was there any legitimacy to that Minnesota thing? There was a rumor that they were going to offer him big, big money. I think so. I really do. I really no. do. Um, I, it's going to be Minnesota Jets, Cardinals, or Broncos. If he's smart, Cardinals and Broncos are at the top of his list. That's my yeah. opinion. But beyond that, we're not going to get too deep into that. But um, as soon as he signs, those teams are going to start making phone calls to Philadelphia. Ooh. There's already offers on the table. But when it comes to quarterbacks, nothing is too small. No amount is too small. So we're going to see what happens. I, I want him here, but if someone offers me the right price, I don't know how you say no to Nick to, to moving Nick Foles for a first hey, and a fourth. Dick, Nick. You know, why not? Uh, to me, got to be a car. I, I think you hold on to him. You got to hold on to him so, until Carson's back. So here's the thing, though. If somebody shows up with an offer that I can't refuse – Say the Broncos or the Cardinals. Okay. The first round pick offer and a fourth, like we're requesting, they're blow you out of the water. I don't know how you, I, I would struggle to tell you how to say no to that. Okay. Only I trust Howie now. Well, think about it. The, uh, some, these teams, the, 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 they're, you're getting a, a, a middle round draft pick. I mean, you're, you're, you're selecting 15th um, in the draft, possibly here. Wait, wait. Are the Broncos higher than that? Are the Cardinals are fifteenth? Broncos, no, Broncos are, fifth. are higher than that. Yeah. So you're telling me I could get the fifth pick in the draft, mm. and you're gonna say no? 
Oh, Matt. I'm going to mull on it. Okay, I'm going to marinate we'll it. We're going to we'll answer it another time. I heard, I heard a number of ESPN guys say teams are going to overpay because he's now a he's now a proven commodity. These young yeah, guys. He's a super MVP. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing, too. It's not like Rosen, Darnold, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. They haven't separated themselves as like Rosen an Andrew is Luck. chosen. But they haven't separated themselves as an Andrew Luck prospect. They're going to get true. overdrafted because they're quarterbacks. But if I'm one of those teams and you think you, you honestly think Nick Foles is the answer, you can't pay a high enough price for a great quarterback. Now, I hope he stays here too because I want to build him a statue next to Rocky. Okay? But that's a, that's a conversation for another time. It is. I think that's going to do it for us tonight, though. I got to get down to this hockey game. We got a lot to talk about next week, a lot to still cover in the month of March. I talked about it on the blog today, but make sure you check out thunderblogsports.com. ThunderBLG is where you can find us on Twitter. Our individual Twitters are Jordo9, NatStefano21. Stay tuned for the bullpen card or the, the remaining divisional previews for it. Greg Piatelli and I did the AL East last night. Stay tuned for Girls on Hoops Sunday night. Should be when they do it again. Make sure to, to uh, watch me and Matt talk a little shit to one another on or about our golf on DraftKings. We both um, – you actually had a good bounce back. You beat me last week for the first time. First time, yeah, I saw you sneaking that 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 plug in there. Um, first time, but we both missed two weeks ago. So did our so did Brandon. We both, all three of us missed it. I texted him quickly because it locked at five a.m. You know, like I didn't well, realize I was it was away too, so it locked at three a.m. for me. So I shouldn't yeah. be blamed for for your misgivings. Okay, that's not my fault. You're a grown man. You figure that shit out. Uh, but make sure you check out all of our stuff. We got a lot of podcasts coming your way. We got a lot of blog posts coming your way. Uh, some new writers coming on. If you are interested, feel free to DM us. But I think that's going to do it. Matt, thank you as always. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Great time. Fired up for tonight. Fired up for the big weekend too. Oh, yeah. Getting Let's nervous. do it. Getting nervous. Oh, man. No, nah, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But Always be nervous. Always. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us. For my man, Matt Stefano. I am the G-Man. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks again, and go Birds! Go Birds!